Welcome to Two Men in a Bible with Doyle Patrick. Hello. Jonathan Beeler. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. I have to put that in there. I worked have, hard for that. I'm not trying to. Listen, yeah. do you know how much money that cost you? Oh, tell me about Speaking it. of money, that's one of our topics coming up soon. Oh, we're going to talk about money. Okay. Well, what's the topic today? Isn't it addiction? Uh, is that it? Yeah. You know, I'm addicted to uh, podcasts. Oh, they're fun. I hope I you guys are addicted to listening to our topics. Yeah. Well, tell me, what does it mean to be, first off, what does it an mean addict. to be an addict? Well, I'm going to give you the formal definition. All right. Yeah. Addiction, from Miriam's Dictionary, a compulsive, chronic, physiological, psychological need for a habit-forming substance, behavior, or active, having harmful, physical, psychological, social effects, and typically causing well-defined symptoms such as anxiety, and irritability, tremors, nausea, on withdrawal or abstinence, state of being addicted. What do you think about? Was that a pretty cool definition? Wow. But in short, basically, you're. I'm sorry, I was glazing over. What was that again? <laughs> what? Let's put it in layman's terms. That's very good because that's where I am. Uh, addiction is where you are dependent upon some substance or something uh, to to give you peace in life. Could it be someone? It could be someone. It could be a habit. It could be a person. It could be a codependency type thing, uh, relying on some person. It could be a, a, a fatuation. Uh, it could be a lot of different things. Yeah. You know, I've always thought that, you know, addiction was had to do with drugs and alcohol. But you're telling me that addiction can be to other things. Absolutely. Addiction, we're all addicts. We're all addicts. Now, people... You know, people are like, what in the world did he just say? Uh, we're addicted to something called sin. Uh, you know, sin is fun. You know, before I was a Christian, even as a Christian, sometimes we still fall back in that old uh, nature. And so sin is fun, and we enjoy it. We're addicted to it. And the only way to get through it is through, through the cross of Jesus Christ. Well, the only sin that I'm addicted to is lying. Oh, and so... Uh, I guess I guess so. You, are you? How do we know you tell the truth about that? Well, I was actually lying about it, but you know, <laughs> that was the. You know, I, I I do I do understand the aspects of people being addicted to drugs and alcohol. We that that meets a need. Mm -hmm. When you start talking about other being addicted to other things, mm -hmm. is it the fact that we need? On our last episode, mm -hmm. we were talking about being created in the image of God, mm -hmm. the man's image. Is it filling a need that we don't? I mean, what what is it you about it? You just hit a home run with that. Yeah, I think it's definitely, you know, we're created because of the fall. And we're always going back to Genesis chapter 3, the first three chapters of Genesis, uh, because that's where it all comes. We, we our self-image, our, our who, who we are, our value, uh, it comes from being created in the image of God. Because of the fall in Genesis chapter 3, there's a hole there because we were separated from God. And so we're seeking something to fill that void, fill that hole in our heart. And so it's a sense that we're, it's this type of idolatry that we are, what, you know, man is innately religious. You know, if you give us, uh, we can go back into the Old Testament. 
uh, God said to Moses, build the bronze serpent. Whoever looks at it will live and not be bitten by the fiery serpents and others that don't will die. Well, some willfully didn't, by the way, uh, but they kept it. They kept that bronze serpent and they ended up worshiping it. And God was, said, destroy that thing. That was one of the Bible yeah. stories that I, I found the most fascinating. If that thing was still around. Oh, yeah. And it was, they, they were still, there was a cult of people that were worshiping that. Yes. Well, well, how does addiction work? Let's just say that you're addicted to uh, a person. Yeah. Can you be addicted to another person? Oh, yeah. And that's dangerous. Is that yeah. where we have these obsessions and these, you know, the, like the, the movie Boiling the Rabbit in the... Uh, oh, the, yeah. That's yeah. the kind of stuff that happens? I've seen a lot of movies about that, yeah. and it really creeps me or out. Or the ID shows where they have the people that are following, uh, like the stalkers. Yes. Absolutely. I think that what happens there, and I don't want to get, it does relate, so I'm going to just take a quick sidebar, is that people are having, you know, when they were having relations, which is happening a lot now, mm -hmm. and I get the temptation. I'm not like coming down and hitting people on the head with a Bible, but it's truth, truth, truth. And because people are having relations prior to marriage, um, that is only for marriage. It's not just physical. And it creates a bond that only a, a husband and wife have. And so what happens is that you break that off and it's like going through a divorce. And you have people that are addicted to the other person because they think they're married, although they're not married, mm -hmm. because they've had the relations. And so it creates a confusing spiritual and emotional uh, part to relationships in a, in a form of addiction too. Is that why it is that, that so many times we find people when they retire from a job, they, they die very quickly. Yes. Uh, and a, like a professional athlete who retires from playing professional sports, mm -hmm. uh, they seem to go through a period of lostness in their lives. They do because that was their God. And so we're trying to do that because we're innately religious and we're trying to find God, but we make gods in our own image. And that image that we make reflects what we think of ourselves. So addiction, not only can it be drugs and alcohol, it can be people, it can be things, it can be admiration. Uh, it, it can be, are there other things that, that people are addicted to? Well, sex is huge. I mean, uh, pornography, multi-billion dollar business. And uh, a high percentage of churchgoers, uh, everyone. Uh, that's, that's an issue. Uh, alcohol, drugs, fame, uh, education. Um, you know, we can go on and on. We can make a God or we can become addicted to anything. Because really that comes back to making a God in our own image. How does... How does a chemical addiction, such as drugs and alcohol, mm -hmm. I've heard that there is a re actual rewiring of the brain that occurs. Yes. That's exactly right. And I'm Without not, getting too clinical, because, you know, I didn't stay in a Holiday Inn hotel last <laughs> night. So. Did they leave the light on? They, they did. That was Tom okay. Bodet left that I'm light I'm not going to get too clinical here. But, you know... People say, well, you're saying this is only spiritual. No, I believe 
when Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden, our DNA started to deplete and, and age and uh, fall apart. And so uh, indirectly, sometimes directly, our very health goes back to the fall of Adam and Eve. And so, yeah, uh, we have some changes in our chemistry, literally, uh, where we are, you know, when we start getting into drugs, or, for instance, that our brains, our neurotransmitters say, hmm, this feels good. I need more. And so you, whether it's cocaine, whether it's benzodiazepines or anything else, uh, you know, you're having this good feeling of dopamine or, or serotonin and you just feel great. But as soon as you start cutting it out or if you reach a dependence, mm -hmm. you start having the shakes, you start having anger outbursts, you start having extreme anxiety. And uh, yeah, it's physiological. And so addiction is, you know, people ask, is it a disease or is it a sin? Uh, I say it's both. It's a disease and a sin. And it can affect those around you. And, and according to the Bible, uh, it can affect the third and fourth generations of people. All right. You just mentioned my next question. Mm -hmm. Is there such thing as my father was an alcoholic, therefore I am predisposed to be an alcoholic? Can it be passed on? Yes and no. Okay, I want to say this very clearly because I know there's some false teachers out there that are saying, you know, we gotta, we gotta get rid of the curses and start casting out demons. No, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that yes, uh, is there a curse? Yes and no. The fact of the matter is, Jesus took the entire curse on the cross, and so the curse has been reversed, so to speak. Having said that, patterns in our life still and temptations and predispositions to being a, an addict, yes, absolutely are, are spread from third and fourth generation. I, I think it's, it's from Exodus 34, 7. So it's uh, someone that has uh, this in their past, a family history of, of, let's just say, alcohol abuse. Yes they are more likely to yes. fall into patterns of that because Absolutely. of patterns they've seen. Yes. Okay, well, not necessarily because of, of physiological. I would even say there's some genetic aspects there. Okay. Because remember, through the fall, our DNA, and we are created to live forever and be addicted to God. I mean, we're, we're commanded to be addicted to God. We're commanded to be addicted to the Word. That's the only addiction that's okay. Um, so... Uh, you know, we, we began to deplete. Our DNA, our, our very being began to decay, uh, and all the way until our deaths. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, there is a predisposition physiologically uh, and as well as spiritually and emotionally. Um, is it genetic? Is it, is it environmental or nature or nurture? I think it's both. If someone finds themselves in a family, let's just say it's a teenager mm -hmm. who, who finds himself in a family situation where alcoholism has run or drug addiction has run through the family. How is there, is there, where can they go to get help to keep them from that? Well, besides the church, I mean, we know that going yeah. to church, but I think that a lot of times there's an expectation of abstinence from alcohol and abstinence from drugs and, you know, uh, just say no to all of these things. And, and, and if you do that, yeah. 
it'll be good. But we understand that that through experimentation, sometimes kids get into things that they, they shouldn't. Know. If you find yourself in that, where can you go to get help? Well, I think, you know, number one, ultimately coming to Christ. Uh, he is the one that reverses the curse. He is the one that gives us a new life. Uh, uh, not only a physical resurrection, but a resurrection of a new life now. And so uh, living in the power of the Holy Spirit. Number two, you need support. You need support, preferably something like Celebrate Recovery, uh, AAs are okay. Uh, I mean, look, they're not totally Christian-oriented, but, uh, but there's Christians that do go to them. Um, uh, I think the definitely in, uh, personal uh, individual counseling, probably family counseling, maybe marriage counseling, which uh, we, do, we do here at uh, Grace in the Shadows, um, I think is very important. And, you know, trying to become addicted to the one you're supposed to be addicted to, and that's Jesus Christ. Let me make an observation, and yep. you tell me if it's correct, if it's incorrect, or, mm -hmm. or whatever. I see that people, when they become start to become addicted to drugs and alcohol, mm -hmm. that they start to pull away from their friends and family who are not given to that, and they start to gravitate towards friends and family who are mm -hmm. addicts, and they continue to pull away from those who are not and mm -hmm. pull closer to the other one, to the to those who are addicts. Mm -hmm. Is that a normal pattern? And if so, yeah. what can be done? I mean, should they recognize that and get out of that? That's a very good point. And we are creatures of familiarity, uh, whether it's language, you know, people that speak Chinese, you know, in the Chara Babel. Uh, people of different languages went their different ways with each other and their culture. And I think that's the same way within our family dynamics. Uh, people tend to go where they're supported. And I think falsely they're supported by people that, uh, well, sometimes in a good way, people that kind of are there supporting them but going through the same things. I do think uh, people that have been through addiction uh, know it better than those that haven't because it's just the common sense. But the key, I think the key there is, have they gone through it and have they conquered it and overcome it? And where are they, you know, in, in that? But I think it's just because, number one, they want someone to support them. They're crying out for help. And they also uh, want that encouragement that only the, those type of people that are struggling can give them. And that's kind of sad. Okay. Yeah. We've, we've covered some things that we can say that are uh, unacceptable mm -hmm. uh, addictions and all of that. What about being overweight? What are you trying now? Oh, this is set up. <laughs> this is, I think, uh, uh, I'm glad there's no one that's, Doyle, you've lost, what, 15 pounds? I have. I've been staying You're away from good? fat people. Okay. Well, uh, I have been there before to some degree. Maybe, maybe different than, than some, but... Uh, but I'm watching what I'm saying because, uh, yeah. Yeah, because you have the degree and I don't. And yeah. I can say things that you can't say because you, you're supposed to know better. And well, I'm yeah. I think that when it comes to eating, we can become addicted to food for sure because it gives us that comfort I don't, and we can hide behind it, right? I don't think I know that, that people seek comfort in food. Yes, and that's do. one of the things. I can't understand how someone can get addicted to alcohol or drugs, but I can certainly understand how someone gets addicted to food because yeah. food is good. But we Baptists love chicken, fried mm -hmm. chicken. 
fried chicken, yeah. homemade else? ice cream, mm. dinner on the grounds. Whoa. But here's the thing about yeah. it. It's just like what we were talking about in our other show mm-hmm. when we were talking about the image of God and how we hold a proper perspective of our image as to being created special by God, but special like everybody else. And I think that when we start to view food as meeting a need, that's where we become addicted to it. The same as the drug addict or the alcoholic mm-hmm. or anybody that's addicted to any other kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I think that there's there's a thing. It's acceptable to be overweight in a Baptist mm-hmm. church, but it's not acceptable to be an alcoholic. And that's interesting. I don't think we Baptists are very uh, fair with that because we condemn the alcoholic as we're eating a buffet. Well, at, uh, when was the last time you heard a um, a sermon on gluttony? It should be preached. Have it you ever be. Have you ever heard one? No, I haven't. I, I actually, that's sad. I actually got that question from another podcast, and mm-hmm. this person had been preaching for 25 years and said he had never heard one. And that's sad because God put, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, gluttony was before uh, uh, being an alcohol or drunk. It's, it's, it's right the, there on the One of the seven deadly sins. And it's on, yeah. But here's the thing about gluttony, and I think that a lot of times yeah. we tend to, just like we were talking about in the other podcast about how people have low self-esteem, mm-hmm. I think that when you start to gain weight, you start to feel bad about mm-hmm. gaining weight, and therefore you seek more comfort in the food, mm-hmm. and then you take this condemnation that you're placing. You're saying other people feel like this about me because I feel like this about myself. Mm-hmm. I think the only way to get out of that kind of a situation is to understand who you are, and that Christ. image of yeah. God yeah. that you've been stamped with, and that you you have to back off. I think we tend to, to grade ourselves too hard. Mm-hmm. You know, God mm-hmm. created everything, and he created everything to be enjoyed, and he mm-hmm. created food. And I know he created ice cream by a long shot, but he didn't create us to eat a gallon at a time. He created us to eat a cup at a time, maybe, okay. and not every single day. So maybe it's in moderation, and maybe we need to understand those kinds of things. Would that help in uh, our addiction to sugars and fat foods? I think it would tremendously. And all of it is, is basically we're trying, it's a defense mechanism so that we don't have to uh, deal with our emotions. I've heard of people taking and and writing a log of Mm -hmm. the food they eat. And I've always thought that was a good idea. Now, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to lie on that book. I'm just going to tell you. I've already confessed I'm a liar and that's, I'm going to lie on that book. So I'm not going to put everything down, but it, it forces you to, to come to grips with the fact that you're, what you're eating for. Why am I eating this? Am I hungry or do I feel sad? And I think it comes back to finding our worth in Christ, uh, finding our hope in Christ, and finding our future in Christ. So drugs and alcohol and ice cream are, yeah. are major addictions. Uh, people, <laughs> sex, drugs, and rock and roll, it's all there. Uh, we can go on and on. We, I'm with you except for the rock and roll. We, there's no such thing as being addicted to rock and roll. Uh, okay, okay. Got a conviction here. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Two Men in the Bible. Adios.